Brother, I got a um, I got a question that I love to ask people that uh, I very highly look up to within this fitness scene, within this thing that we uh, we like to pay our bills with, and it's how do you build a culture? Um, you know, culture like culture is a unique word. Uh, I actually appreciate that that's what you ask for instead of community, right? I think people get those two words confused so you build a culture by authenticity right like um my wife and i when we started the gym we were a younger married couple who um you know we loved each other a ton and we were free spirit i say we in past got kids now like there's a lot of other challenges that you deal with but our authenticity attracted our culture yeah right we had people who came in and they were like wow you know um I want to not necessarily just be like, you know, these people, but essentially being led by these people uh, for my fitness, for my, you know, how I, how I want to look up to a human being. So it, it just, you get culture through us and authenticity and the story. Absolute end of story. Mm. I agree, man. You know, not in a sense of um, following, but more of a, Hey, this is the path that we're going to walk down. Um, you can walk side by side with us. Yep, absolutely. And I think, um, especially the the coaches over the years, I've had the I've had the privilege of rubbing shoulders with. Whether you're coaching around, under, above, it doesn't fucking matter. It's you, you're still in their presence, and it's the same with the athletes, and it's the same with owners. Whether it's in the the fitness realm or whether it's not. If somebody is truly leading this thing, steering this ship in a way that they deem fit and it is wholeheartedly inside their frigging heart, you feel it. You know, it's not like you've been told. It's You don't hear it. You feel it. And you're like, you know what? I can get on board with this. I can get in the trenches and I can start digging. You know, when they blow that whistle, I'm going to get over the top and I'm going to start running. And then yes. conversely, you feel it on the other side, right? Yep, absolutely. I think, uh, I think your your culture um, goes a little deeper. Even like, um, I know different CrossFit gyms in the world where they have different cultures. You know, some are just all about. I, I mean, you go anyway. You want to talk about? They're all about fitness, right? Maybe they like like strongman or. Maybe they're into Olympic lifting. You could go that that's a culture itself, but you could also go, you know, even um, even when it comes to the type of things you allow inside of your community. Right. Like, yeah, when you have a smaller culture, there's more drama. Right. I mean, there's more things that can go wrong, too. So it's like if you accept that. And I, I think that's where I'm so lucky to have a partner, you know, with my wife helping because um. I'm much more laid back when it comes to just, I don't know, I'm almost even getting taken advantage of. And she's always been the one to kind of be like, no, you know, we need to put out this fire before it starts. So I, I think that you have to have some sort of balance to have a successful culture. And when I say successful, I mean 10, 15 plus year members, you know? Yeah. And it's it's definitely organic too, right? You have to continuously water it. 
You know, if yep. you just if you just leave it alone, it becomes a little bit stale. And yep. you know, the nature of human beings will end up being our own demise. Yep. You know, we like to create drama, let's be honest. So if it's <laughs> like we well, just leave it alone, it's you know, wait, hold on a minute. Why is why is everybody fucking each other? Like what's what's right. going on? Yeah. You know, it's uh it's a, it's a strange thing. But yeah, I I completely agree. I completely agree. Leading what does leadership mean to you then? True, man. Leadership. Uh, well, I don't know how into, you know, like all of Jocko's leadership books or anything like that you are. But when it comes to leadership, it, to me, it means um, bearing the weight of the entire team, family, culture, group, whatever. It's It's all about can you put it on your shoulders and march it in its most challenging times? And can you be the most quiet in its most successful times? So anytime you, you know, anytime you need to raise everything up and carry the weight of everything, can you do that with immense energy, smile, pride, effort? And then when everything is going well, and it, can you not take the credit for it? I mean, that's what leadership really means to me. That comes from more of a sports background, though, really. Yeah. Yeah. It's being that uh, even kilter, right? Trying to yeah. create and maintain that that homeostasis of emotion. And it's yeah. quite funny, right? Like, we we, we, we dabble on the extremes quite, yeah. quite regularly. You know, we're a little bit overpassionate. We're a little bit too irrational. You know, we're too tired. We're too fired up. And it's like, hmm. I think I think having the extremes is good, but most is probably done in the middle. You know, yep. going long and going short is good, but we're probably gonna spend most amount of time in the seven to twelve, maybe the fifteen minute time domain. You know, sure. and you're gonna yep. go hard there. And that's yep. kind of it. Yeah, okay, doing a 60 minute run is gonna be good. Yeah, okay, going crazy passionate is gonna be good. But if you're in somebody's face all the time. Yes, I couldn't push, agree more. Probably going to push more people away, right? Yes, without a doubt. All right, brother, why, why do you do what you do? Um, well, that's, I mean, I do a lot. So, so you do. There, that's, a, that's a loaded question, right? Um, when it comes to just the gym, um, if the marriages, the success stories, the, the, the changing of lives that really lies within the gym. And what the problem is, is that with CrossFit, it is unique to where when you change someone's life, it's different than how it looks inside of a planet fitness. So a lot of times are there people sitting at home uh, do you guys have plan of fitness? Yeah, you do, right? Or yeah, something yeah, like that. Know that okay, means, yeah. sorry. I don't know if that's a bad reference. No. <laughs> um, there's people that pick up a magazine or they, they get on TikTok. They see an influencer. They get inspired. They go, they change their own life within their, within their self. They lose weight. They start walking on the treadmill. You know, they did this transformation by themselves. And there is so much to be respected and said about that. But when it comes to a CrossFit change, 
the change of life comes from you were pre-diabetic and now you're 20 years older, 10, 20 years older, having trained CrossFit and you can do things that you could never even do when you were a teenager. And that just doesn't happen without a coach, without a CrossFit gym, without, without people around you lifting you up. So like that is what we're after. So that's why we do the gym. When it comes to the job I do with CrossFit, um, I'm super passionate behind business and uh, small business, right? Small business, at least in the U.S., is the backbone of our country. And if it fails, we fail. Yet all we do is bitch and moan and argue and discuss giant corporations and this person's doing that, whereas no one takes care of the small business owner except local people, right? that local feel. So when it comes to the affiliates in the, the states that I'm around, I want them to be the most successful small business owners. I want them to have a, enough money to pay for their kids' school or feed their families, et cetera. So I get that huge um, sense of accomplishment if I can just give them a little bit of knowledge. Now, I can't be their mentor, but what I can do is I can at least get on a phone call. That's where I'm heading into after this, you know, and, uh, and kind of see where they're at you know so that gives me a, a great sense of gratitude why do you think the small business is declining in the states um i'd love to hear if you think they decline where you're at too but, uh the the monopolies you know we're up against huge monopolies you know one percent of the world owns you know they own essentially everything to a degree right i mean not to get conspiracy out on it but it's just yeah. the truth. i mean it it's just a fact and the only way you deal with that is you have small micro cultures and communities that believe in one another and and, and do things like that so when it comes to supporting small business um you can't even do it all because it's too expensive I mean, at at its root, right? Like, I would love to say that I don't shop at Sam's Club. (laughs) I have to, I have to shop at Sam's Club, or I can't feed all of my kids. (laughs) I mean, they they want, but what can I do, right? I can either a stop eating, and everyone stops eating, which isn't an option, or I can decide, hey, where else can I put my money towards small business? Well, maybe it's you know going to a CrossFit gym. Maybe it's um. You know, I when we don't eat out as much, but when we do eat out, we only stay local and we only go to, this is very true, but my wife and I do, we don't go to big chain restaurants. Um, it's just a little way that we can kind of avoid that, right? We don't go out to eat that often. So when we do, hey, we want to support local, et cetera. So, I mean, you you kind of got to pick where you're going to put it. And I that's why I think crossogens are in a good spot, right? Because, yeah, you can get a $20, $30 membership, but I think people kind of know you typically you're going to have to pay a lot more to get a lot more results so that they're willing to kind of do so. And I think in a small business environment. Yeah, I think so. I think it's quite unique in the fitness scene because, you know, what's the other model at the end of the day, it's the commercial side. And if, right. it, if you're having that conversation, if you're having that question of what's a CrossFit gym, what, what is it like non-commercial, then you've already probably failed in the commercial scene 
you know, if you're doing well, you're in shape, you're enjoying yourself, you enjoy training, you've got your little community in the in the gym that you're doing, you're doing bodybuilding, you're doing powerlifting, you're doing whatever, right? You've already found it. You've made it. Well done. Let, let me give you a fucking stern high five and let's go work out somewhere. Let's go do your thing. Cool. But for the majority of folk, they're probably not there. Right. right. They're like, oh, you know, it's not really working. These spin classes once every other week isn't really working. You know, I'm still yeah. kind of like four bags of Cheetos deep every night. You know, I'm still smashing whatever. It's like, mm, yeah, maybe we need to uh, steer the ship somewhere else. Maybe we need to try something else. You know, yeah. and it's it, it's funny, right? Like, you know, you have the conversation of inaccessibility um, in terms of uh, money with a CrossFit gym. And I understand that that um, conversation, you know, especially when you're broke, right? Right at the bottom, like, yeah, you can't afford that, man. Like, I understand. And I think we need to do a better job of allowing or creating the accessibility for folk that are absolutely broke, right? Yeah. However, when you actually scratch below that surface with some folk, they're usually just bleeding cash elsewhere. Oh yeah. I mean, and that, that's what drives me nuts. I mean, you know, I, in, in life and especially in marriage, there's a lot of, uh, everyone who posts, I was on a rant about this this morning with my wife, like everyone who posts that they got their shit together, they, they don't bullshit. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, I, I know that's super basic to say, but there's a lot of big pillars that people really can lie on in the family and a marriage. You, you know, you have your faith, your finances, your fitness, and, and these are, these are sorts of things that, um, I mean, you build a lot of roots on these things. Right. And so yeah. I think finance, um, is a tough, tough question because somebody says they can't afford the gym. If, if this is just a raw human conversation, I could say, Hey, then show me all of your expenses. Mm. Show me absolutely every expense. And then. I can show you ways to either a eliminate it because it's dumb. You know, you don't need it. I can save you money or we can do the, the old risk reward thing. Like, is this bringing you value or is it bringing you down? <laughs> because I guarantee this will bring you up and this is what I need to charge. You know, there's not a lot of CrossFit gym owners that are charging a thousand dollars or, you know, thousand, whatever you're, you're a, you're a, I know what you are. You're a, uh, ah, crap. I forgot it. What is it? Well, I'm English for one. <laughs> so, oh, pound. so pound? pounds. Pounds. Yeah. yeah. No, that's what I was saying. Yeah. <laughs> thousand pounds. I don't know if that would be even, it could be, could be way more, could be way less, but you know what I mean, right? Like they, they're not overcharging, but they're yeah. charging their worth. So, I mean, at a minimum, I have them say, Hey, you know, at least charge what you're worth. Like you don't need to be cutting people massive discounts because, they want to try to abuse you on that and take advantage yeah. of it and yeah. you provide them a service. Yeah, I agree. I really, really, really do agree. I think it's the 95% can squeeze an extra dollar out of their wallet. You know, it's like, it's yeah. there guys, you know, it is fucking there. Yeah, you can find it. Definitely. Um, I would, I would love, cause I think the potency of this thing is unbelievable in the terms of, you know, you, you see a lot of folk come up, uh, across your eyes, right? And you're like, yeah, okay, the fitness is great. You know, the the, the confidence building is great. All that's going on. Yeah, cool. They're, they're half decent people. But they just become better folk. They become better people 
from moving yep. their body, right? And I would I would dare to say they do it in a Zumba scene. I would dare to say if they just literally sat on their bedroom floor and stretched for 15 minutes every morning, they would be a better person, right? Yeah. I think the potency of this CrossFit thing is a hell of a lot higher, hence why we committed to it, right? Yep. But I would love to love to see it in some sort of social welfare program of like, oh, yep. okay, you, you are like, you literally make... 61 pound a week like how the fuck are you supposed to be able to afford to eat on 61 quid a week you know it's like okay cool like you're gonna have to buy in still you're gonna have to save 10 quid five quid whatever it is and the government or the local council is gonna match whatever and we've created some sort of thing for that but but that would make too much sense right alex (laughs) yeah yeah it makes so much sense so that's funny. I thought you were, I don't know why I thought you were Australian from the beginning. I was like, cause you said mate on, uh, and I was like, Oh, there it's English, uh, whatever. But nonetheless, <laughs> so there is, there, there are things working, right? It's, um, like, I know I've been working with a company called true med with CrossFit. I'm not quite sure if they're in, you know, a lot in England or UK or where, you know, I don't know the, the local government on that, but essentially they take what's called a health savings account. And they allow you to use your CrossFit membership for the health savings account, which is awesome. You know, um, so a health savings account typically is what people have to cover their deductible. And it's it's triple tax advantage. And what they found is that CrossFit, uh, typically people who have HSA, they don't go to the doctor that often. Right. They, and if they do CrossFit, they because they're typically healthier, you know, people I wanted to say folk because it sounded cool. But, you know, they're 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 healthier people. <laughs> So now this company allows you to utilize the, the HSA dollars for CrossFit wow. because they give you a, a doctor recommendation. You know, does does CrossFit help your anxiety? You know, every I think it's like 75 percent of the at least Americans suffer from some sort of mental disorder. And I yeah. think that's an understatement. I, I we can't really diagnose mental. Dis- I mean, you really can't diagnose a mental disorder if you. If you really, really look at it and think about it at its core, it's what you just said. If you are on death's door mentally, mm-hmm. first of all, reach out for help. But second of all, move. Just just go for a walk first. Like start somewhere at your deepest, darkest hour, minutes, and start moving. And you're, you're going to somewhat dig yourself out of something. I mean, it, it's in, in our human DNA. So like, I think you couldn't be more correct, but that would just be, that would just make too much sense. Right. Yeah. It's funny, right. You you spend five minutes of thinking and you think you can fix all the problems in countries, but I would not want to be that man in the high castle, mate. Fuck that. Absolutely not. My question would be, why is this bloody thing, you know, the, what do you call it? HSA? Yeah. Why is that not publicized more? Well, it's new, right? And it's also a lot is hanging on that. So, you know, uh, people, um, when something's new, you gotta, you gotta be, you know, you can't just jump all in and think it's going to save the world. You have to kind of let it play out. I mean, this company is really taking a lot of, um, a lot of swing because, you know, they may have to battle the United States government and they're, they're willing to do so. Right. Because, they believe that CrossFit helps disorders, metabolic disorders. Yeah. We, 
we know it does yeah um so and but they can't say that other things do right i mean a lot of hsas you know there's some discounts on gym gym memberships etc but you know never a thing where uh like a crossfit gym that's attached to a methodology you know they're basically stating like the level one and how crossfit is run kicks metabolic you know disorders in their ass yeah and and they do so i mean why shouldn't they be able to use their money I agree, mate. I really do. You know, I thought about it for a long time. Of how do you get this thing? How do you tackle the barriers that stops people walking through the doors? You know, sometimes it's confidence and no problem. Sometimes that just needs time. You know, I'm going to open the shutter door every day at this time and it's going to close at this time. You can walk yeah. past it every single fucking day and I'm going to say hello to you every single fucking day and you're going to ignore me every single fucking day. And that's okay. But then three months down the line, you might be like, Huh. Hi. Yeah. How are you doing? And then three months after that, you're like, you right. know what? I'm gonna come and give this a go. And I know this because I've bloody done it. You know, it right. takes forever, but finally they walk through the door and all you need is one, right? It's just yep. that domino effect. They it go is. tell two people, they go tell three people. Next thing you know, you've got a gym full of folk and you've got a wait list. You know, yep. it, it really is that simple. And I think ah. Uh, role kind of has to morph into a teacher rather than a facilitator then because you're like well hold on a minute i've only got two hands i can't hold everybody's hand you know and it's like right well how do i teach you guys to then be able to do it independently rather than you're all just kind of on me and my coaches or me and my business partner it's like right here you go. Here's the information. Now oh. piss off yeah. and be able to do it yourself. Yeah. You have to have the heart of a teacher, right? Like, so a lot of people, sometimes they get into CrossFit because they really love the methodology, which is great. You need to have a passion for that. But having yeah. the heart of a teacher really makes you want, that really makes your business what it's supposed to be. Because if you don't have the heart of a teacher and you just want to instruct like high level Olympic lifts or, you know, you don't you don't want to deal with the the person. Yeah, good look. And see their eyes open, right? Yeah, and see that moment of like, holy shit, I didn't know that this existed. This gonna it's gonna be more of a struggle. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, good luck to you. Yeah. <laughs> people are uh, people are people, man. Sometimes you wonder why the fuck you work with people, and then other times you're like, it's the most beautiful thing in the world. And that roller coaster is the thing that we signed up on, but we're on it with yep. no seatbelt. Yeah. So yeah, in your opinion, in your eyes, what you've seen, what makes the greatest of coaches? Um, the greatest coaches that I, I mean, I've been around and I've been around a lot is they can take a complex skill or thought or series of thoughts and they can condense it down into very very simple practical steps you know i mean because you you could you could nerd out about the air squat so much that it's insane you know internal torque versus external torque posterior chain engagement the low bar back squat versus you know like all these things whereas like how do you take someone who hasn't bent their knee in 30 years 
and try to get them to air squat. Like, where are you going to tell them to put their feet? Where are you going to tell them to like put their eyes? Where are their hips going to go? Do they even know where their hips are at? You know, like these are all the simple things that the best trainers can get anyone moving and they meet them where they're at, uh, at any level. So how do you develop it? No, that's a tough one because you have to, first of all, be able to take feedback and be vulnerable and have someone way better than you, um, instruct you. You know, that's why when we teach the level two seminars, I can read someone right away. I'm like, Oh, this person is going to be very receptive to feedback. Yeah. And then even just by tone, I can read someone else and I can be like, they're not going to be very receptive to feedback. And those skills are beneficial. If, if you go to a level two with CrossFit and you get hammered, you, you have two options. You can either grow from it or you can be like, oh, this shit was stupid. They didn't know what they were talking about. And anyone listens to this, like, where do you think more people would grow, would grow for? Like, where do you think the world would be a better place if, if we did the first one or the second one, right? If we actually listened to a person who was smarter than us at, at something and then and applied it that's fantastic you know my dream is that my coaches are better than me you yeah. know that would be amazing i would love that well selfishly then you've got more feedback right yeah you don't yeah. have to drive across country and be like shit i've got to go right. find such and such of a coach you're like no, no no i just walk into my gym and be like yo rip me to pieces you know what am i shit at well, even with your kids, you know, like if you have kids, like I do, it's, I, I want them to be, I have two boys and then we have a, a girl on the way. Like I want my boys to be better than I am. Yeah. Now that requires a lot of work on me because I, I know the things that I need to work on and to, to be a better human, but I also have to end some, if I want them to be better, I have to do the hard work by changing the family tree. Maybe don't want them to think this way. I need to show them different yeah you know they they say um it's like a ladder right where you know str like strong men create good times hmm. good times create uh soft men. like complaints yeah soft men and it's like and then soft men get create hard times create hard times you know so there's there's so many avenues that you can really choose when it comes to being receptive to feedback and coaching and like I think a lot of coaches don't. I think a lot of owners don't want. They want to be the, the number one shit in charge, which is great. But then you're not really developing leadership or a team. You're just kind of, you know, if you get sick, the whole the whole gym might go down. You know, uh, I I was in California for a week with my for CrossFit and. I didn't even know what was going on at the gym. I, I typically just go to the 6 a.m. class as a participant. And then um, I coach, you know, I'm going to coach a class tonight and we'll coach a class on Wednesday. Can't wait to coach it. I love it, you know, but that, that's about it um, because the, I have good coaches. I have people who care and I have a, uh, a system in play. So, yeah, you speak in my language about, um, owners and you know yeah box owners just wanting to stay where they're at 
because they're the man or they're the woman yeah. and they're the fucking hot shit. You're like, yep. oh my God, are we really like fighting over pennies when there's pounds out there to be made? You know, it's like, look around. There's so many more people you can help. And guess what? Yeah. If you help one more person, that means you make more fucking money. If that is the only thing you care about, that is what creates it. You know, we're in a yep. service-based industry, right? This is not a bloody product. It's a service. Right. You know, if you do a good service, people usually give you cash and keep giving you cash because they're like, I want to keep going. There you go. Like, it is really that simple, right? And I think uh, for some folk putting that, well, for everybody putting the ego aside, it's difficult, you know, because ego comes yep. up in in many different forms for, for different people. Um, but if you're that owner, man, or that head coach, or even just coach, you got that five-letter word beginning with C and it's on your back, right? Like, you need to be humble as pie, mate. Yep. Humble as pie. Like, outside of the gym, you have to put yourself first because inside of the gym, you are now last. Yeah. All these folk ahead of you are ahead of you. Yep. I agree, man. I got three questions. Go ahead. What's the greatest piece of life advice you've ever received? Man. Um, I mean, it, it's hard. That's a hard one, right? I, I like leaders eat last. They do, you know. Um, and I, but it's hard. That's a hard one. There's going to be things in people's lives where that's easy to do. There's going to be times where it's hard to do. You know, like I know uh, changing when you bring kids into a family. You're beyond last and it hits you like a sack of bricks. You don't realize like, hey, I, I want to hang out or I want to do something I want. And then guess what? not only are you eating last, you might not get to eat for years. <laughs> mm. You know, I mean, and, and, and there's, there's so like leaders eat last is great. I need to keep revisiting that. So that's my, my favorite. Yeah. I think about things like that all the time. You know, I think that's one of the subconsciously, I think that's one of the reasons why I keep my circle kind of small, you know, that real tight knit. Yep people because yep. you can make sure everybody's looked after and you know sure as shit they're going to do the same thing for you right yep and then we're all good i think when we spread ourselves too thin is when we get a bit too overwhelmed in these social situations and we're like oh well i'm looking after everybody else it's like yes but they don't give a shit about you and you don't really give a shit about them either you're just doing it to say it you know it's like keep your circle small care about those folk eat last because they're now eating last for you. Right. And we're now all rowing the boat together. Yep. I love it. Hmm. What's the worst piece of life advice you've ever received? I think of a lot of analogies that come to head my, my first frame. I'm trying to think of actual advice. Um, I, I would say when it comes to being a guy, it's, it's burying the emotions kind of makes you tough. Yeah. Um, 
it's and, and that really came with me you know I was a college athlete I I could bury things deep I could get over things quick and you can you can do that for a period of time yeah it can't be your entire life I mean you cannot just keep burying burying and burying things because it will come up in one way or another so like I know that's not like a piece of advice but it's you know it's kind of like unsaid for a lot of dudes um and I think of so many men who you know I, I don't know how big uh the power rangers were you know kind of where you grew up but yeah huge very bro. very big to me man and I know Tommy the green ranger you know he just recently committed suicide and I'm that it hit me so hard because he you know from from what it sounded like you know you never really know Percy to their character but like that was the man that was yeah. that was our guy and you know he had a bad fight with his wife uh you know he had probably been going through some stuff for months mm. and it's not like you know they were having a disagreement a typical thing and and he's just gone now and you think man how many people told him suck it up for your career man like people love you like you're good dude you know whereas he wasn't or robin williams mm. you know one of the funniest people of all time one of the greatest comedians of all time um you know all, all these things like how many how many people how many guys told a person like that one time to just suck it up and now they're not here and so that's where i think when it comes i only speak because it's I, I see it happen too much with guys but i get it i get how easy it is to do right because it kind of goes back to the first one so that that's the worst <laughs> hey that's why this thing started this podcast yeah. thing you know I, I i nickname him the last one maybe because it's a bit of a northern humor but over the years you hear a lot of uh really hard stories being in and around CrossFit gyms because you you put your heart on your sleeve and you don't only speak from it, but you bleed from it every class. Yeah. Right. And you hear a lot of stories, man. And essentially, yeah, he had his noose in his uh, his head and a noose in his uh, in his garage and he decides to step off. And this is after one, one class I ever met him. He didn't come back for four weeks. He decides to step off and he comes back and he explains to me, I was like, oh, can I speak to you after class? I was like, yeah, no problem. It's good to see you again. Like I thought, I thought I kicked the shit out of you and I'm not going to see you again. I said, no, no, no. And just opened up like a can of worms, man. And I was like, oh shit. Like after one class, like yeah. after a one time of everybody in this room, seeing each other, 6 a.m. class, a morning class, like fuck man, like we, we can't keep doing this. And then, yeah, that's why we, that's why we're doing this thing right now, man. Like it's, it's real rough. That's awesome. That's awesome. But I mean, you get to, you know, you get to think when you're, when you're, uh, you know, 80, 90 years old, whatever it is, you get to look back and, and, and say that you did that and not say to tell anyone to brag, but like you get to live that. Um, and that's, that's, that's amazing. Oh, thank you, brother. We all, we all do our bit, you know? Y'all do it. What are the three words you would tell your younger self? Um, well, that's hard because uh, that would all have to do with money. 
you know i mean i <laughs> don't buy dumb shit um, yeah you know uh, uh i mean honestly um it will probably have a lot to do with um learning from failure right like i know i did not learn from failure well i hated it thought i was immortal right like uh just no such thing as bad times because i've put in the work the pain and being okay with just like when things are okay be okay when things aren't okay like that's that's where i just struggle as an adult i just fucking suck at it man if uh if something's not going right in my business i'm i'm pissed if if i look at my bank account and i don't like something i'm i'm like i'm i need to fix it now uh you know marriage like nope we got an issue boom it's got to happen i got to talk about it now yeah. not even in 5 minutes now that that doesn't work you know those things don't work everything that i just mentioned like you it it takes time so like being okay with not being okay in a moment it is like is something i really wish i could have explained it to my old self Mm. I'm going to take a lot from that. Yeah, I kind of just thought about it. So, I mean, I'm taking a lot from it too. I mean, <laughs> if you if you think about it, right, man, I mean, we struggle as a as a society with the uncomfortableness of it. I mean, I hate it. When there's yeah. awkwardness, I hate it. I I hate giving people space. But other people are different. Right? Some people recharge when they get some space. Hey, I, I I need some space. I need some time. And even as I say it, it still doesn't make sense. But also, um, that is like we they call it like a like a toxic positivity. Um, or sorry, not positivity. It's a I hate the word toxic too. But like, oh, this is a to toxic toxic perfectionism, right? I. I realized that I lived that life for a long time. Nope, not perfect. Got to fix it now. Nope, 